Hello and welcome to Around the World in 80s Movies. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews actually since the 90s, since 1996. You can read all of my written work at my website. Quipster.net is where to go, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. You can find reviews that I do here in written form of 1980s movies, as well as movies from the 70s and before, and current releases, Quipster.net. Thank you, everyone, for continuing to join me. Now that we're done with the Star Wars series, we're going to continue on with more, I guess, fantasy elements, a little bit of fairy tale movies, because my wife's favorite movie happens to be The Princess Bride, and it happened to be showing in theaters for its 30th anniversary, so we took that in. We took our five-year-old daughter, Lily, and had a really great time. So, therefore, since we've just seen it, I will be reviewing it for you today, and this will kick off a little bit of a... I guess a fairy tale 1980s vibe for the next few episodes. If you have any specific ones you want to hear, you can write to me. You can go to quipster.net and find my contact information there and let me know if there's anything specifically you want to hear in this series. I plan to do a couple more movies after this, so I do look forward to hearing from you. For those of you who are not familiar with The Princess Bride, I do encourage you to go see it. It is definitely a really all-ages, fun-for-everyone kind of movie. Adults, kids like it. I think kids probably will like it most of all. If you saw it as a child, I'm sure you consider it, like my wife, one of your favorite films. I saw it when I was uh, I was a senior in high school, actually, uh, 1987. Our English teacher was teaching us about quests in literature, and we decided to watch a movie about a quest kind of ironic considering this is a movie about reading books or the power of books in a form or fashion. So we were reading books and then we were inspired to watch a movie. I chose, I remember, Pee-wee's Big Adventure as a quest film that was appropriate to watch. We ended up settling on The Princess Bride, which had just come out on home video at the time. So we took that in and I really enjoyed it. It came out in 1987. It's a fantasy romance, PG rated for sensuality, violence, and mild language. And the runtime is an hour and 38 minutes. Carrie Ellis, Robin Wright, Mandy Patinkin, Chris Sarandon, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn, Andre the Giant, Fred Savage, and Peter Falk are in this movie. The director is Rob Reiner. And the screenplay is credited to the writer of the original novel, William Goldman. If you haven't seen the film, it basically starts off with the premise that there's this sick young boy who's played by Fred Savage who is getting a visit from his grandfather as he is bedridden. He reads a book to the young lad of one of his favorite books called The Princess Bride. The book is of a beautiful young noble named Buttercup who has a romance with her stable boy Wesley, but the evil Prince Humperdinck has plans to marry the beautiful young woman. He ends up kidnapping her, leaving Buttercup to think Wesley dead, at the hands of the Dread Pirate Roberts. Later, a very familiar-looking Dread Pirate Roberts does appear, and we soon learn that he plans to save the princess before her marriage with Humperdinck takes place, but the task to preserve true love appears a little bit more difficult than he planned. I won't say more than that. This is a very highly enjoyable romantic fairy tale comedy. It's based on that 1973 novel by its screenwriter, William Goldman, Goldman is tinkering with the traditions of the genre conventions to find moments of Monty Python-esque absurdity and comic panache brought to life here by Rob Reiner. The film is blessed with a terrific supporting cast, very memorable scenes, 
quotable lines of dialogue throughout. This is a project that a number of directors had actually tried to craft before, including the likes of Francois Truffaut. Robert Redford wanted to adapt this as well and star in it as Wesley. And there are a few others, but it never really was made. But director Rob Reiner does a masterful job as the director here. He balances a very fine line between tongue-in-cheek comedy and some of the more straightforward dramatic elements, but he never loses the lighthearted tone of his film. Even when people are dying on the screen, it still remains a delight. This is a case of a film where the subplots and side characters are just as enjoyable to experience as its main story. One of those side characters even gets a complete story arc, as Mandy Patinkin is outstanding as the vengeful Spanish fencer Inigo Montoya, whose main mission in life is to avenge the death of his father at the hands of a mysterious six-fingered assassin. The famous wrestler Andre the Giant is also a true find playing Fezzik, not only because he has a massive body size, he's seven foot four inches tall and over 500 pounds, but there's also an endearing gentleness to Andre the Giant that makes you love the character without even needing a great deal of backstory or dialogue to fill in the gaps. It's a good thing that he doesn't need dialogue to fill in the gaps because he's occasionally unintelligible. In fact, most of the time he's unintelligible to me, but, but that also lends to some of the charm of his performance. And despite being originally intended in its role for Danny DeVito from Rob Reiner, who's a friend of DeVito's, to think anyone else could have really been as funny as Wallace Shawn as the great intellect Vizzini is inconceivable. And the main players, who are relatively new on the scene, at least at that time, are also perfectly cast. Robin Wright is beautiful, resilient, and regal in all of the ways that make her a bride worth fighting for among her suitors. Carrie Elwes is handsome and dashing and able to find the right approach into playing his role in a way that's both funny and heroic at the same time. He is very good in this film. The locale work and some of the effect shots are also impressive. An early rope climbing scene is stunning, not only in the vistas that we see, but it's also very convincing in making us believe that the actors are all climbing all the way up to the top of the cliffs, even though it's done in a comedic fashion. It's a funny visual gag, but as I was watching there, watching this on the big screen, I really don't know exactly how they did it. At least, you know, nowadays it would be CG, but it's pretty impressive. The side jaunts in the film are also a delight, such as when Wesley encounters the R-O-U-S, the rodents of unusual size, which are quite realistic, even though there's men in rat suits that are in the film. It's very comical. It's still amazing to think there are actually people within the costumes. It could have been done with puppets, but it actually works even better the way that it's presented here. The Princess Bride is also very nicely scored by Mark Knopfler, who is famous for being in the group Dire Straits. Knopfler avoids too much emphasis on the electronics and drum machines that have dated many other films of the mid-1980s. And some of his music would also get an Oscar nomination for Best Original Song for Storybook Love that Knopfler wrote and produced and arranged. Willie DeVille was on the vocals of that, and it's kind of a minor classic for those people who really enjoy The Princess Bride. And all of the main story it cuts back and forth occasionally to the so-called real story of the grandfather reading to his sick grandson, which in its own fashion ends up being about true love. One only needs to observe the final line of the film from Peter Falk to Fred Savage to understand this movie and why people love it. We establish from the outset that the words, as you wish, which is something that Wesley says to Buttercup, means I love you. It's a perfect way to have this line end the abundantly heartwarming and sweetly romantic film. And just a little bit of trivia here. There was another ending to this film that was shot in which Fred Savage's character, the sick young boy, 
goes to his window and looks out and sees the characters from the book just outside on horseback. This obviously was not used in the film, thankfully, because I think that we have the perfect ending for this movie, and it's really quite good. Although I do think that The Princess Bride is a thoroughly entertaining film, one I would recommend to anyone. I don't know that I would consider it like a four-star movie for me. I I consider it a three-and-a-half-star movie. I really do enjoy it. There is an occasional lull. In rewatches, I, I still feel that. There's some ethnic comedy here that's a little bit out of place. I feel like those kinds of jokes do tend to date. And in terms of the action, I do feel like when the trio of Inigo Montoya and Fezzik and Vizzini are not on the screen, sometimes the comedy is not as good, especially when we're concentrating on Humperdinck as the main baddie and his second-in-command, I guess, Count Rugen. Those parts aren't really as interesting or fun for me. There's a torture scene in this film that I'm kind of a chore to sit through if you've watched this on multiple viewings, but I think people overlook all of that for the good stuff, as much as I did for Return of the Jedi. I really do love... The Princess Bride in its own fashion, and I do, as I said, recommend it to everyone. But still, three and a half stars out of four for me, which means that I think that this is a good film. I do think that this is definitely something you should put on your radar if you have not watched it already. You will enjoy it a great deal, and I don't know that I've ever met anyone who thinks this movie is terrible. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review of The Princess Bride. It was a great pleasure for me to bring it to you. We will continue on with the fairy tales and 80s fantasy coming up next with, I think we're going to do Lady Hawk next. And that's a movie that I actually have not seen. So it'll be a first time watch for me. We'll be watching it together as a family and we'll check it out. We'll see if it holds up. We'll see if it was ever good to begin with. I don't know. I remember when it came out and for some reason I just never got around to watching it. So Matthew Broderick, Michelle Pfeiffer, Rutger Hauer. That's a pretty appealing cast. We'll check it out next. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget you can find more of my podcasting work at the Quipster Film Review Podcast. Do a search for that on whatever platform you're listening to this show right now. I also appear on the In Session Film Podcast on the Extra Film segments. I do encourage you to check out InSessionFilm.com for more details on that. And don't forget my website, Quipster.net, where you can find over 4,000 of my written reviews. Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. And following the outro, I'm going to be talking with my five-year-old daughter, Lily, about The Princess Bride. So stay tuned. Around the world. Lily and we watched The Princess Bride, my wife's favorite film. You enjoyed the film? Mm-hmm. Would you rank it among your favorite films? Yes. Yeah? And what did you like the most about it? The big rat. The big rats. The, out of all of the characters that are in the movie, the rodents of unusual size is your favorite? Yes. <laughs> okay. How, why are they your favorite? They're my favorite because I wish they were bigger. You wish they were bigger? That's why they're your favorite, because you wish they were bigger? Uh-huh. Okay. This is an interesting take, because I'm not sure if I've ever met anybody who said the rodents of unusual size are the most favorite character in that movie. <laughs> All right. Besides them, what is what was your favorite human character? Um, my 
favorite human character was the princess. The princess, Princess Buttercup. Mm-hmm. How come you like her? Um, I just like her. What's her name? You like her name? Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you like her dresses? Mm-hmm. Would you like to be a princess one day? Nope. No. Why not? Because. Then I have to meet everybody, and I don't want to do that. You want to meet everybody? I don't. <laughs> okay. So what would you rather do if you were a princess? Uh, if I what I want to play. You want to play? <laughs> okay. Well, maybe when you're an adult, you'll have a different outlook on life. Lily's five years old, so I think that's what she wants to do most. What, what character did you like the least? The big giant. Yeah, he, he was your least favorite character? Yes. Oh my gosh. You liked him even less than Humperdinck? Yes. This is not good. Lily, you have a much different perspective on these movies than I have. Would you like your grandpa to come read you a story like that? Yes. Yeah? If we got the book, would you like to read it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm sure we'll read it to you at some but point. But not the whole thing at a time. Not the whole thing. No, we're not going <laughs> to. Well, he was sick, so he had nothing else to do. Well, I don't think we're going to read the whole thing to you because eventually we'll run out of saliva. Ew. <laughs> what would you give it on a scale of 1 to 10? 11. 11. Okay. Not as good as Return of the Jedi. It's kind of fitting that it's at 11 because Rob Reiner, the director, did a film called This is Spinal Tap where they they turned the volume of their speakers up to 11 instead of 10. So 11 is a definitely an appropriate grade for it. Thank you so much, Lily. Say goodbye to everybody.